Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. What were you saying about finishing up this story? But there's more. I don't want there to be more. I know. But it, it explains a little bit about their backstory. So we're going to go on with it. Okay. I'll trust you this time. You should never trust me. Yeah. Have All you right. not learned this by now? You All right. Million dollar here? jeans. I know, right? Million dollar jeans. Oh, uh, when I was driving back and forth from... Uh, boston so much the past few weekends i actually listened to the podcast <laughs> but the sad thing is i just listened to really old ones that i already knew i liked <laughs> like the one the euro wizard harry and like the matrix glitch in the matrix basically the ones that like the stuff that interesting interests me most are the ones i re-listen to uh it's sad that's good and then i sit there laughing at myself because i think i'm hilarious I'm like the opposite. If mine, I have it on my favorites on my um, podcast app because I use Stitcher. So I have it like where I follow our podcasts. But sometimes if another podcast ends and it starts playing ours, I'll just hear a few seconds of the music and I'm like, nope. Like, get that off there. <laughs> well, I listen to it because I'm trying to like get better. Like some of the things I notice is like my laugh is really obnoxious and loud. Like, it, like, booms over the whole, like, any other sound in the show or things that I say, you know, like, ums and likes and things like that. I try to listen to try to do better or just if I think, like, damn, we do really talk too much. Um, I th- I take note of these things and then I forget it. <laughs> Good See, job. I just laughed right then. Um, <laughs> but, and you yeah. also said um in the middle of that, too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh and i listened to the spontaneous combustion one that one episode i researched (laughs) uh it was a good episode we gotta put together some cool halloween ones this year yeah yeah you guys got any suggestions get them them in because we're about to be doing that soon yeah 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 i'm just avoiding talking about this one anymore so i'll start i guess yes um, Addie Hall was also a New Orleans transplant, having come from North Carolina. Friends say Hall enjoyed writing poetry, dancing, and making art. She lived a bohemian lifestyle and fully immersed herself in the French Quarter community. She was often seen riding her bike around town. Hall reportedly grew up in an abusive household and went through several abusive relationships. Friends also believe Hall had undiagnosed bipolar disorder, which could explain her unexpected violent outbursts. Hall and Bowen met in the weeks leading up to Hurricane Katrina and were said to have had an intense relationship. Both were known to drink excessively and do drugs together. Hurricane Katrina would unexpectedly become the event that bound them together for just over a year. 
Before the events of October 17, 2006, Addie Hall and Zach Bowen had been well known for staying in the French Quarter during Hurricane Katrina. That's kind of obvious there, but the couple had been dating only for a few weeks when Hall invited Bowen to stay with her during the storm, which seemed to be what bonded them together in such a short amount of time. In the immediate aftermath of Katrina, the couple created a community amongst the destruction that had fallen on New Orleans. Hall and Bowen would serve drinks to their neighbors in exchange for food and water, an effort that earned them media attention, including an article in the New York Times. Zach and Addie happily embraced survivalism back at the Governor Nichols' apartment, fashioning paper plates into flyswatter and using tree limbs for campfires. During the day, Zach and Addie would clear the street of trash and fallen limbs. When they completed their cleanup tasks in the late afternoon, they downed cocktails served on ice that Zach had stashed away from Hogg's Bar. At night, the couple would put a rickety white paint, painted wooden table and a few folding chairs on the street in front of their apartment and serve dinners of canned beans or canned soup to their fellow holdouts over an open bonfire, often started by lighting old mattresses. When their dinner guests went home, Zach and Addie lit candles and listened to Trouble, the 2004 debut from the singer-songwriter Rayla Montaigne. Yeah. I'm not I sure no how to that. I've heard of them, but I don't know. No. No, I just know that one song. You are the best. Even no, I don't know that one. Um, it plays in an episode of Parenthood. Okay. So you know. <laughs> the title track quickly filled the soundtrack to their relationship. I've been saved. LaMontagne sings on the song's chorus by a woman, yet Trouble also hinted at Trouble problems to come the cd's cover art features an il- illustration of a devil courting a young woman wearing a blindfold in the early morning hours when the french quarter was completely quiet and still zach and addy would make love right in the middle of the street i feel like that's a detail we really didn't need but yeah. i but it also kind of i guess explains their wild and crazy lifestyle mm-hmm. i don't know that doesn't still doesn't explain murdering people right yeah right the immediate aftermath of the levee breaks, mass power outages, eerily abandoned streets, and a silence that descended over the entire city, even during the daytime hours, had a cleansing effect on Zach and Annie. The disaster seemed to have washed away their past, his tour in Iraq, her sexual abuse, and created a world of their own in which they could fall in love. On the rare occasions when Zach and Annie left the perimeter of the apartment, they biked down the French Quarter streets holding hands as they pedaled. That kind of makes me a little bit sad there. Yeah. Um, Because that actually sounds really sweet. Yeah. Hall and Bowen's relationship reportedly... Hey, that's my turn. No. Yes. Sorry. I tried to take (laughs) over your turn. I mean, it's fine. uh, Hall and Bowen's relationship reportedly took a noticeable turn as life in New Orleans slowly went back to normal. Their time making drinks for neighbors has been described as a vacation, but the couple began fighting as they went back to their real lives. Friends later confirmed Hall and Bowen fought constantly and broke up so frequently that no one was ever sure if they were together or not. During this time, Bowen quit paying child support and no longer wanted to co-parent his two children with Lana Shupak. Allegedly, Hall didn't like the fact that Bowen had children and instead wanted him to focus all his attention on her. The couple's drinking and drug use has been reported to have escalated as their relationship became increasingly unstable. In an effort to save their relationship, Hall and Bowen moved into a new apartment at 826 North Rimford Street. 
The small apartment was directly above the iconic priestess Miriam's voodoo spiritual temple, and the for rent sign had been put up the same day they stumbled upon the apartment. The apartment. Um, Bowen reportedly paid the first two months of rent as the lease was in both of their names. However, Hall went back to their landlord just a few days later and had the lease switched to only her name. Hall had allegedly suspected Bowen of cheating on her and changed the lease so she could kick him out of the apartment. Bowen would murder Hall shortly thereafter. Um, sorry, I got distracted. Bonna actually tagged me in something on Facebook. I was like, oh, it's that same pickle picture you sent me the other day. Yes, it is. I sent you that picture. Like, That's funny. Um, on June 12th, 2012, a friend of Addie Hall's was arrested for a murder eerily similar to Hall's. Margaret Sanchez and her boyfriend Terry Speaks were arrested for the murder of Bourbon Street dancer Jaron Lockhart. Sanchez and Speaks were the last people seen with Lockhart on June 6th, whose torso washed up in, the, in Mississippi the following day. The couple reportedly lured Lockhart back to their home and then murdered and dismembered her corpse. The couple reportedly went to a friend's house and dyed their hair the night before they were arrested in order to alter their appearance. Sanchez was featured on the ABC program Final Witness about Addie and Zach around the same time as Lockhart's murder took place. Speaks was sentenced to life in prison in 2015, followed by a second life sentence in 2016. Sanchez pleaded guilty to manslaughter and other charges in 2016 and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, obviously it's not related but the fact that it was a friend of Addie's and that they did this murder and stuff and this, yeah. this dancer uh, yeah. was, I just mentioned it because it's really weird and fucked up. Little side yeah, note. And, yeah. And not to mention it was kind of similar, like it said. Yeah. In recent years, there has been some controversy over the potential exploitation of Hall and Bowen's deaths. The show Paranormal Lockdown did an episode on the Rampart Street house in 2017. During filming, a cameraman felt a cold draft coming from a closed window, and the investigator sensed some sort of supernatural presence in the bathroom where Hall was dismembered, as well as a burning smell in the kitchen. In 2018, the former space used by Priestess Miriam's voodoo spiritual temple was turned into the Bloody Mary Haunted Museum, Part of the museum had a tour of the apartment where Addie Hall was murdered, which included the stove where her remains were found. Friends of Hall found the museum disrespectful, but the owner, Mary Millen, claimed it was important for tourists to understand the long-term effects of Hurricane Katrina on on residents like Hall and Bowen. Yeah, honestly, more like I find the whole exploitation of their deaths to me is more gruesome than blood and gore. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, the, that's why I wanted to include that in this, you know, to yeah. point out like they reports are that the apartment was decorated like a schlocky horror film complete with fake blood splashes and a bride and groom set of Chucky dolls. One friend of the couple called it despicable and atrociously exploitative. 
So it was decorated with, you know, like the fake crime scene tape and fake blood and, you know, things like that. Like, I mean, I understand the morbid curiosity of wanting to see a place like that or like going to the house where Lizzie Borden grew up. Things like that. I get that. But dressing it up is where I'm like Halloween stuff and exploiting it. Yeah. Like that's that's a bit much for me. Like yeah. that, but I included that because I I know that there are some people out there that you know in the true crime community that are the same way. They exploit these stories to try to make a buck or whatever. Um, that's definitely not my intent. I just find I find the human mind to be an intriguing thing and i guess that's where my core interest lies is understand these things why the heck people did this stuff why do people do this stuff how can we prevent it in the future and also just um and this is not an obviously not an unsolved case but a lot of the stories we do are unsolved cases are unexplained things that happen and that's my main point is understanding and to help out in some form or way. Yeah. You know, so, but that's been a big issue in the true crime community lately because some people say that you shouldn't even be doing a true crime podcast unless you have a permission for that particular story from like victim families and things like that. Um, And I would like to say I could do that, but I don't, we don't make money at this. You know what I mean? Like we have to dedicate, we don't, we're having to, you know, live our lives and have real jobs and stuff. And we really don't have time for that sort of, now if we got to that point, I would totally be down with that. Like doing more inclusiveness with families and and things like that but at this point that's just not realistic for us yeah it's Um, it's too hard i mean i give props to anybody that has that kind of time but between working full-time jobs and already having other side projects like with me with tubelo con and having a teenage kid and it's just it's hard enough to do what we do (laughs) you know yeah especially when we've gone on 120 something episodes are eventually going to run out of shit to talk about (laughs) it feels like um i guess this is my point of view maybe not. like we just oh am i not can you not hear me i didn't hear you for a second i was like damn all right i was just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no um i feel like as long as we are respectful about victims and victim families and in telling the story, which most of the time I believe we are. Yeah. Um, we may throw our opinion out there and it may not be what other people agree with, but we tell the facts and then we discuss how this case made us feel, what, what our theories are, that kind of thing. And that's just, that's what we do. Yeah. I just immediately thought back of that one that, um, that we're in the Facebook group of that guy that killed his, like stepdad or whatever chris oh yeah 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 i forget his name 
But I think about that, how the whole episode, you're like, Sabrina, people, you need to shut up. <laughs> people aren't going to like what you're saying. <laughs> I think about yeah. that randomly sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome. It's hard. Sabrina, but I, mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I like said, most of mine is opinions. I don't. Uh, yeah. I just don't think violence needs to birth more violence. You know, how it is. Yeah. You can't forgive violence with violence. Yeah. But yeah, oh, this yeah. is this whole this whole business is yeah. This one hurt my feelings. I didn't like it. But it sounds to me like almost like Katrina was its own thing that they went through a PTSD of like this unrealistic situation where they were basically vacationing. Yeah, it sounds to me like they had a toxic relationship and at first they were love bombing each other, like they were living mm -hmm. in this honeymoon phase. And then once it wore off, things went way, way awry. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me sad because they were young and... Which makes me think, has there been anything like this happening throughout COVID? Because I feel like that's that's a prime example there's been a there was a lot of people that like were early relationship but decided to like quarantine together during the shutdown and things like that like i wonder if there's any others like that you're that probably so but i did hear that there was an increase in like domestic violence and things like that during quarantine but i don't have the numbers on that or any specific yeah. stories maybe that's something yeah. we can look yeah. into yeah we'll look into that um let's see what do you have any shout outs or recommends i started watching under the banner of heaven i don't know how i feel oh, about it oh i i have that on my to watch list i just haven't started it yet it's i'm watching it just because i love andrew garfield so much um but i don't i don't really know what the heck's going on so far <laughs> i'm like one or two episodes in and i'm like eh? I mean, he's great in it. Um, acting's great. I'm just like, wow, this is a lot of Mormon stuff going on. And I don't know. I'll have to look into, like, isn't that based off of a true story or a book? I have or no a book idea. based off of a true story? I don't know. I have know. no idea. I just knew that it was Andrew Garfield and that it was related. <laughs> well, good to, good to know we were both um, <laughs> watching for I'm the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to recommend Final Destination because I just watched it for the first time in ages and it actually still holds up pretty good. Oh, yeah. No, I made Nancy watch that and she was like, what the hell, Mom? This is stupid. <laughs> but it's cool, too. I'm like, what the heck happened to Allie Larder and Devin Sawa? Yeah. What happened to both of those? Allie Larder well, was on Heroes. Was she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was the super strong one with the split personalities. Oh, yeah. I think I remember that sort of. But I mean, what happened to her after that? Yeah, after that, I don't know. <laughs> and speaking of that, Glasses Man is in the office. I've been watching. Corner Room Glasses. Yeah. yeah. We've been watching. We've been, and also, I didn't realize that Catherine Tate was in the office hmm. the last few seasons. Um, And James Spader. I was like, what? Yeah, there's a lot of people that show up in the office. Yeah. Uh, that's just a show I could never get behind I couldn't handle I, it I, I tried to watch it a long time ago and I watched a few episodes and I couldn't get into it but now I'm not ready for it to end because I've been watching it 
we've been watching it simultaneously while we work. Like he'll be working in the living room and I'm working back here in the office and yeah. watching it at the same time. It has its moments. And I guess I've yeah. developed care for the um, characters, but I'd still, and this is probably going to get me hated by a lot of people. People are fixing to boo me outright. I still think Parks and Rec is so much better than it because they're similar in style. But I like Justin Parks. really likes Parks and Rec, um, and he's tried to get me to watch it so far. The, I mean, the first season I think is too similar to The Office. He's like, just get past the first season. Just get past the first season. It's less like The Office. Uh, I absolutely April Ludgate. I took this really, really thorough pop culture quiz that lists what fictional characters you are most like, and April Ludgate is my number one. Is that uh, um, what's her face's character? Um, uh, I forget her name. Dang, the really yeah. ironic, like sarcastic one. Yeah, Nancy really likes her. Yeah, well, that's um, who I got that that I most like out of all the pop culture people on this whole thing nice oh this is really random throwback to our stephen king episode since i live here now in stephen king land um i drive by the hospital he was taken to after his accident like a couple times a week and every time i'm like nancy that's where stephen king went when he was in his when he was hit by a van <laughs> and uh, like, shut up mom she's right. like oh that's cool do they have like pictures of him on the wall i'm like honestly they probably do <laughs> somewhere somewhere um, but it's cool just being knowing i'm that close to like stephen king things the king all right i guess I actually have... i'm almost done rereading dark tower again <laughs> wow that's i just got past all the stuff where stephen king being hit by the man is in it I don't have that much time on my hands anymore. Oh, it's been over a year that I've been doing it. I meant to like go back and forth. Uh, and Bonna had started reading them finally after um, my like yelling at her about it a lot. Because she reads a lot of Stephen King. But um, I think she's been taking breaks in between because it's kind of heavy. I think she's. I think Wizarding Glass is next. And I just keep pestering her like, but that's the one of the best ones. I know, right? That's my favorite, but um, I think it's a lot of people's favorite, honestly. It's not my. It's not actually my favorite. It's just good. It's the one right before it that's my favorite. The wastelands. Mm. I like Lud, the Lud stuff with Blaine. I really mm. like Blaine, and I like mm. drawing of the three. But like wastelands is where you really get more of Jake and Away and everything, which is why I think I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, I guess to wrap this episode yeah, up. We're going to have some upcoming spoopy episodes. Yay. Get ready for spoopy season. Halloween mess is here. Spoopy season is here. My Halloween decorations have been up for days. Actually, I, I think I, I put them up before September even happened. Yeah, I we bought that. We bought a palm reading sign and it's like real wood and it's huge. And we put it on our front porch. But like a delivery driver was like, do you really read palms? <laughs> And I was like, no, sorry, I don't. But now I'm like, now I need to learn to read yeah. palms so that I can actually get business with the sign. I got my palm read by Carlton once. What? <laughs> I don't know how well he does that, but he was just basically like, 
you're a jack of all trades you're not going to be great at anything i'm like oh man <laughs> that's all i remember him saying was like are you getting, sure he wasn't looking like, at my hand <laughs> yeah i i, I want to say he said like i was going to get married more times wasn't just the the once <laughs> and things like that and i'm just like damn he was right he's right about all of it freaking carl well now we gotta get him on the show and talk about palm yeah. reading i'm yeah. gonna try to work on well one of us can try to work on that. <laughs> yeah somebody can. definitely yeah we should message him and be like dude you should just be on our podcast thanks i know you got a kid important things to do out there in the world it'll take 30 minutes to record with us yeah we'll, we'll try to work on that um Ooh, maybe that could be have we done an episode about fortune tellers i feel like we have not specifically fortune tellers but oh we, we did the do... ones where they worked with psychics yeah 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 we'll look into fortune tellers that have like predicted things that could be a good spoopy episode yeah uh yeah. and i guess as to wrap up the story that we just told in oh, this sorry. two-parter yeah, about that. um if you know anybody that's having issues with ptsd for any reason not just military uh I think it was Suicide Awareness Week this week, wasn't it? Or month? I have no day. idea. I think it was pretty, like, this week. I barely know what day it is um, of the week. I'm like, is it Sunday? I don't know. Um, but I just wanted to say, reach out to them. Check on them. Get them help if you can. Like, just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time. With spoopy episode themes. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>